30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the Nerdy South, the soldier boy of this group, and joined by my co-host, the Juice is Loose, ladies and gentlemen. He is the juicy one, the doctor of nerdonomics. He has his PhD in nerdlosophy. Dr. Homelander Davis. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, all right. And he quits. He's off. He's gone. Yeah, you know why you said I'm a Homelander? Because I tell the people the truth. I tell yeah. them I tell them what you don't want them to know. I tell yeah. them the truth, and that's why they yeah. like me. That's yeah. why I'm Homelander. Your ratings are through the roof. You could walk outside in the street right now and shoot someone with a laser and people would still vote for you. Also joining us in this special episode for the first time in a long time, the three of us together, he is the Rev of Rants. He is the Eric Church of nerd culture. The Reverend himself, Logan Roach. Too, too kind too kind, too kind. Too kind. homelander kind. spot on for this guy over here <laughs> just saying <laughs> just saying that's right we're he's all a hero. Here together he's a I'm hero as well then yeah he's a hero he's a hero number one number one spot i don't have time for y'all <laughs> <laughs> oh it is so good to be back uh with the three of us together talking about nerd culture and things that we love in the world of nerd in the nerdiverse and uh, the first thing we got to talk about is the excitement that we we have been talking about lately on social media and that is the fact that we're going to be at fanboy expo in knoxville and no not just the duke no not just the duke and the doc all three of us baby are going to be at fanboy expo hey let us go Wow. We're going to be doing it right in Knox Vegas. Guys, Nerd this is style. this is the first time 
all three of us have been at a convention together, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be a glorious, glorious Knox day. Vegas won't know what hit it. Oh, watch out. Oh. And uh, the Juice and myself are going to be emceeing the cosplay contest, which we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, the only worry that we have is, you know, if there are anime cosplays that we may not know. I'm sorry in advance if I are. butcher the name of your cosplay. I'm sorry. I'm just, Luckily, I don't know anime. I don't we know. have a list. Luckily, there's a list. <laughs> and you we'll think they can give us like a pronunciation it. guides? Like yeah, and a little parentheses, di- hyphen, pronounce like this. It's not cosplay. Sorry. <laughs> just not so well versed on the end we're going to have to run the list by rev so he can (laughs) write how we should say it no it's pronounced like this you cannot say it like that i'm kind of just like a uh a basic anime guy anyway so they probably get mad at me too like i i I, you're our only hope (laughs) i know all the popular ones you're gonna have to coach us through this like my fair lady yeah exactly (laughs) We're your so, fair ladies. We'll be okay until like we get the uh, like the MCU like scholars. They have anime scholars too, so it's just like, Ugh. oh, and season we're doomed. Eight of blah 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 blah. What is this discreet ninja? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? I can do that with supernatural all day long. <laughs> all day long. So, do we get to dress up yeah. as? Judges, because I've already got something in mind <laughs> that I want to dress do. up as. Uh, the judges are actually professional cosplayers from all over the country that are going to be coming to the expo to actually judge it. So we don't have to worry about judging it either. Um, just sign, sign ups and stuff, but I still think we should do it. <laughs> Put judge number one on your name tag. And be like, you really. I hope you really impressed me out there. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at you. You look great. <laughs> the notes. Mm, yes they're gonna get in the room and be like he wasn't even in the room i was in (laughs) we don't need any of you stop taking notes (laughs) he told me to sashay away (laughs) and that i got deducted points for what he told me to do (laughs) but we're very excited we are going to plan a cosplay uh the day that we're not emceeing the cosplay contest the three of us need to plan a cosplay and work the booth and because we're also going to have a booth uh there uh and and passes and and thank you so much to fanboy expo for for the opportunity and the invite and and it's just we are so excited uh it's going to be amazing and the three of us together at a con who knows what shenanigans will befall upon fanboy we might not be invited back i don't know (laughs) agrees well, you guys were okay, but the tall one with the beard kept throwing hamburger patties at people. <laughs> You've been like patty slapped. That's old school stuff, guys. We've toned way down. Yeah. Fine. But we're excited. Maddie's also going to be there uh, one of the days to help with the booth. And nice. we're just, it's going to be so fun. Uh, it's just going to be a really cool experience. And hopefully an experience that grows into to other things for the show. I mean, it seems like since we started each season, something cool, you know, happens. You know, in yeah, our first cool. season, we got to do a, a live outdoor show in yeah. Market Square. And that was awesome. 
you know, and and season two brought something cool and season three brought some really awesome guests. And it's just it's really cool what keeps happening as we progress uh, throughout this show. And a lot of it is, is because of the listeners and, and the shares and the, the comments and the retweets and all that stuff. So uh, really, thank you to you nerds. Opportunities like this keep keep happening and we hope that they continue to happen. And if you're listening to this and you're in the area, August 5th through 7th, Knox. Knoxville, Tennessee at the convention center fanboy expo, a lot of great guests. I mean, Christopher Lloyd's going to be there. There's going to oh. be a chips reunion. Uh, Listen, I'm, the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be. Brett, the Hitman Hart is going to be there. I'm excited. I can't believe that. I'm here at this toilet bowl. Knoxville, <laughs> Knoxville. pretty much the toilet bowl of the South. Everyone here supports Shawn Michaels, that degenerate. He's <laughs> laughing at me. You're laughing at me. Everybody's turning a blind eye. Sorry, Brett. We love you, man. We do love The Godfather's uh, going to be there. Jerry the King Godfather. Lawler. Well, King King's cool, I guess. But I mean, he is a local boy. He's a Tennessean, so that's that's really awesome. Um, also, uh, Mr. Gibbs from Pirates of the Caribbean. He's going to mm-hmm. be there. Also, he was in season seven of Supernatural. Also, so <laughs> that was that was also cool. Um, Probably Mr. the best thing you've done. Mr. Uh, uh, the voice to Goliath and the Gargoyles, to the Arbiter, to Dr. Facilier. He's got friends on the other side. He's going to be there. Just a lot of people, man. It's worth going just to see the, the, the cosplay, the people. I mean, nerds gathering, a small nerd herd gathering in Knoxville <laughs> is always worth <laughs> attending. Um, so we're excited. Uh, also, some exciting news, as I was telling uh, the boys off air, is me and Maddie found a house. Uh, I've been painting at it all day. We're excited. So check that off the list. There is a We do have a place to live after we get married, uh, nice. which is always a plus. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of like I, I think I've said to both of you all uh, in, in separate conversations, it just seems like everything's just falling into place and falling into to order. And I, I feel like that a lot of that has to do with, and she's going to, she's going to get choked up here in this probably is because it's meant to be. And everything that's happening is meant to happen. And it's the right thing that's happening. And I, I can't, I can't say enough how how excited I am to get to marry her and get to have you guys with me and a home to build with her. And just I'm excited. I got to tell you, I don't want to get too sappy, but but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. We are too, man. Um, Anything that's worth it, man, it always just like opens up, seems easier. And I am just completely happy. I know it's been like a hard walk up the hill but yeah you deserve it completely deserve it so happy for you dude so other than all that what has been going on in your lives rev how's how's the family it's been dadding and just working man just uh grind time i've got a few things in the books that are going to be you know pretty big if they fall you know through here in a little bit i can't really say anything at the moment but like NDA you signed. <laughs> yes. So uh, hopefully things go according to plan and, you know, 
it would still be a lot of work, but that, uh, that work turns into, uh, you know, it being worth it. So, but kids are awesome. They're growing up, man, growing way too fast. It's the super cliche. It's like, you gotta, you gotta hold that time tight because it slips through your fingers and they get like way too old, way too fast. But it's true, man. They get grow so fast, dude. And they're so like sassy and stuff now. Like <laughs> June, she's like last week, she had like a, a jump in swimming. So she's now jumping off the diving board, swimming with oh. no floaties, like just killing in the water. So she's, they're water dogs, man. Such water dogs. Me and uh, Pater just grinding. So but it's been good. Like, and uh, pushing the positive mindset, like always, just don't want to get lost in, you know, the work grind and not be grateful. So I'm just kind of receive these blessings and be grateful. Good. That's good. Juice, how's the fam? You got a, you got a trip coming up, I know. Um, then you actually surprised him at the beach. How did that go? Oh yeah, it was great. They didn't suspect a thing. Uh, uh, her aunt picked me up at the airport, and uh, we pulled into the into the garage, and I just sort of hid like this down in the van. And uh, they said, uh, her aunt said, uh, "Hey, I picked up a stray cat. You got to go. You got to go look in the car." And so my wife loves cats, so she's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" She's walking out there. She opens the door, and I am like, "Surprise!" And she goes, "Oh, oh, oh, oh what are you doing?" And then Emma came out. She goes, "Daddy, did you come here?" <laughs> like yeah so it was cool i got to spend a couple days in jacksonville and that's good yeah summer's just sort of going by really fast heading back to school here in a couple weeks uh but i got one more trip with the family to edisto which i've never been there before i don't think so looking forward to just spending some some time with the family and uh just chilling for for like a full week it's gonna be great that's good man that's good i've been to edisto uh it's a nice little area, a nice little uh, private, more private, less touristy, uh, which is w- what we love. But uh, the first thing they tell you when you get into Edisto is don't drink the tap water. <laughs> I was like, oh, then why Why are there sinks and stuff? <laughs> like, Why do you have them? Like, you can't drink it. <laughs> I don't drink tap water anyway, man. I don't, I don't mean to sound pretentious or anything, but like, I only drink bottled water. I'm just, I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't trust it anywhere. For, for the listeners that don't know, uh, we're finally, um, getting some of the stuff in my foot taken care of, uh, August 8th, I go into surgery. They are going to, uh, uh, this is, this is the part of the show that's going to get a little gross. So if you don't like this stuff, fast forward, like a minute. Uh, so what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to completely cut open my left foot mm. and they're going to have to cut out all this stuff and clean out all the joint. And then they're going to have to individually break the little toe in little places and cut all this crap that's grown over it uh, and clean out all that stuff and then put it back into place and screw it back together and then uh, close me up. Should be about an hour and a half, two hour surgery. And I'm off the foot for three weeks and then in a, boot for three months so as long as it helps the quality of life i guess it's worth it hey that three weeks is a great time for you to watch the big bang theory <laughs> i know yeah it's on the list um as long as you watch the <laughs> oh very funny that's what we just talked about uh yesterday uh i said uh i was willing to make a deal with him for every three episodes of big bang i watch he watches an episode of supernatural <laughs> I think it's fair. I mean, I think it's fair. That's pretty fair. Yeah. 
But let's get into some uh, nerdly news here. The Thor Love and Thunder opened this past weekend, and uh, Juice and me and Maddie went and saw it. And uh, spoiler free. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. We're not going to spoil it. Juice, what were your uh, initial thoughts? Spoiler free. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we talk a lot about how, like, the first two Thor movies, there were, like, obviously those lighthearted moments and the fun moments and stuff. But, like, Ragnarok was just so much fun. And, and there was so much uh, great humor in the movie and everything. They really tried to keep that momentum going in this one, I feel like. Gotta say, sometimes for me, some of it was a little forced with the funny stuff, and some mm-hmm. of it was a little too silly for me. Uh, but that's really my only complaint. I thought the story was good, uh, you know, tying up some things here and there. And I, I liked how, you know, the, the it came full circle. You know, I, I liked the yeah. resolution in the end of the movie, is what I'm saying. Yeah. The yeah. action, all that stuff was awesome. Natalie Portman was killing it. Dude, um, uh, what's his Christian face? Bell. Christian Bale. My goodness, man, he was incredible. Definitely up there in the uh, Hall of Fame MCU villains, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, there, there was a crime on the screen. They should arrest him for stealing the whole movie. Yeah. Away from <laughs> the main characters. <laughs> and like our boy Chris Hemsworth too. He killed it. Absolutely killed it. I just. I mean, I, I thor- thoroughly think that this is honestly, uh, uh, you know, I, I say that when it was silly, it was too silly. Yeah. Um, at times, some of the silly was subtle and natural, but most of the silly and funny was too silly. Um, but her, perf- this is one of my favorite Natalie Portman performances. Yes. Same. And I've seen her in a lot. And I think this is one of her better performances as, as an overall character, as not just Jane, but what she has to do. And just, I think it's a, a great performance. As we said, Christian Bell steals the show. I don't think he got enough moments. I, w- yeah. I could have, I could have taken way more moments than he was given. Um, he, he scared me. He creeped me out. And that's what I was hoping and expecting um, the black and white effect that oh, you, you yeah. can see that in the trailer, you know. Yeah, so that was really cool. I enjoy yes. all that stuff. That I loved. I loved Valkyrie in this a lot. Um, and you got before, to shine for sure. And before uh, the MCU, Thor, like out of all the Marvel characters, Thor was like one that I really did not care anything about at all. Right. But every single appearance of Thor in the MCU. I like him that much more. I like him every single time that we get him, you know? Mm. So I've loved the, the, all the changes in Thor from where he started to where he is now. Yes. So he's, he's really becoming a favorite. For yeah, me. he is. Well, they have earned uh, 302 million in its first weekend Good at Lord. the global box office uh, and has secured a victory worthy of the gods as reported by variety. It brought in 143 million in North America and another 159 internationally. While the latest MCU films opening was slightly behind the domestic estimates of 150, it still performed very well and earned more than Thor Ragnarok's 123 million in 2017. It also sits just behind Jurassic World Dominion's 
145 million and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness 185 for the biggest opening weekend of 2022. So that's still good. Uh, it cost 250 million to produce and Marvel spent a hundred and million dollars to promote it. <laughs> so these numbers would be very promising for the studio. Lastly, Thor Love and Thunder had the 12th best opening of any MCU film of which get this before Thor Love and Thunder, there has been 28 before Thor. So that's good. 12th best out of, you know, almost 40 at this point. <laughs> so, My goodness. Um, the catalog. And they are great numbers considering most reviews have said it is held back by a cookie cutter plot and a mishandling of supporting characters, but succeeds as the MCU's first rom-com. Thanks to Hemsworth yeah. and Portman's chemistry. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Natalie Portman, man, did you ever see uh, this movie she did? Gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. She was this teenage girl. She was pregnant and her boyfriend or whatever left her in a Walmart in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. So the Walmart closes and like she's camping out. She's living in the Walmart for mm. like. And she keeps a little notepad, I owe Walmart, and she keeps track of everything that yeah. she uses, right? She gives birth to a baby in the Walmart, in right? The Walmart. Uh, it's where the heart is. Yes. Where the heart is. Dude, that's a great movie. That so, is good. Natalie Portman is great. It's, it's really good. Um, uh, so, also MCU, we haven't, I haven't gotten to talk to you rev since since you saw it what were your thoughts on multiversal madness i think i let my my hype get to me I, I don't think looking back at it it was terrible i think i was expecting just like spider spider-man level like no way home type situation which I, I don't think it's a bad movie it's just i feel like i was judging it probably too harshly just from the hype buildup. but it, there's a lot of cool things in it yeah um Doctor Strange has never been like one of my my tops, but uh, I was hooked the whole way. I didn't like go, you know, pause it or do anything like that. I just I hate that I got overhyped it. I feel like Spider-Man ruined it. I think we talked about it yesterday. I think Spider-Man ruined it because the expectations were so high for Spider-Man and it delivered on like oh, yeah. every level. And then like the MCU fan verse just like created this web of like what's supposed to happen in madness when we yeah. didn't really like nobody said that was supposed to happen. We just created this wall of insanity. Yeah, yeah we do. We do that though with a lot of things, a lot of yeah. things for sure. But, but. I, I don't think it was bad. It was, I feel like the, uh, the multiverse like hopping, that was super cool. I would like to spend some time in like those things that they just hopped. That was pretty cool. Uh, I wish the um, are we doing? I guess spoilers by now. Oh right? yeah, by now. Sure, yeah. it's on it's Disney on Plus, man. We're yeah. we're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like the uh, Illuminati, I wish that that was a little bit more thing, like of a a thing. I was telling uh, uh, me and Duke were talking yesterday, and I was like, they um, brought you know Mister Fantastic in, and he's like, this is the smartest man on the planet, and then she walks in in two seconds and like tears him to ribbons. I'm like, that's kind of weird to like promote him as like the smartest man on the planet, and then she tells like Black Bolt's like 
ability when Wanda probably had no idea what it was. Then he, she just closed his mouth, like blew him up, and then tore him into ribbons. And I was like, yeah. that's a little rushed, I feel like. But yeah. So what you're saying is like it would have meant more if we had known more about them or had seen them more, right? Like we had more yeah. to go on rather than, hey, here I am. Oh, boom, I'm dead, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just like really quick. And I really, I think it's mostly I got aggravated because I wanted to see more of those characters. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. You don't really you know, see all those all the time, but then they just get almost like it didn't mean as much like, Oh, how, how amazing that one to kill them all and everything. When like, yeah, we did, you know, it's like they were really nobody to us. She's a, she's pulling a Roman reign. She just went God mode. Yeah. Yeah. Smashed them, baby. (laughs) But I mean, we did want that though. We did want the crazy Wanda like bad guys. So, I mean, we technically kind of got that. So, she walked I just in like and she said, acknowledge me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just slapping everybody around, man. But I don't know. I I love Wanda. Wanda is like such a cool character. And Doctor Strange, he's, you know, becoming, I don't know if he would be like the front runner. He's not exactly Iron Man, but you can definitely tell he's like kind of carrying this yeah. faith just as a leader for everybody because he's kind of that, not father figure, but you know what I'm saying? He's just kind of a, Pacing along as like the kind of the Iron Man, I guess. Yeah. For lack of a better word. I guess so, one thing I that I would it. say is as of Thor Love and Thunder, we're halfway through phase four. And we don't really have a what's a it leading to cut vision yeah. of the arc. Now we're supposed to get more of where we're going visual wise in quantum mania. Feige has said that quantum mania will kind of answer a lot of things for us. Like here's where we're going. But I feel like halfway through phase four and we've not even gotten the clear thing by now in phase one, you know, halfway through phase one, we had already seen purple Thanos in a post credit. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know what I just thought of? Like, literally just thought right here. We're in, like, a Netflix-type phase. We're having to watch it episodically, and we're having to wait for the next thing. And everybody's, like, complaining about what it is, which I'm one of the biggest, you know, complainers, like, with nitpicking. I'm trying to, like, do away with that, which I've done yeah. really well. But, uh, like, it's it feels like that. Phase four, it feels like the past phases, we've had this build, and then when something mm-hmm. drops – you know, we have like a, you know, an HBO Max where it just releases everything all at once. And then we're just like taking it all in this phase. Yeah. It feels like it's a, a Netflix phase where we're just yeah. taking everything all in. And it's all speculation. So maybe well, I mean, like most, end of, of it, most of phase four has been episodes of a TV show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like literally most like of an an, like an anthology been, series has been yeah. shows <laughs> so it's like which is probably more time like that would be interesting like phase wise like what's like the expanded time of that since it's now shows it's not movies yeah. so it's probably you know triple the time that oh, yeah. it has to tell the story i oh, think the the infinity saga was 3000 hours because that's why they put i love you 3000 um, or is that why I never knew that or whatever um, it was the infinity saga but I mean it'll be interesting to see where we go from here 
Um, mm. I think uh, I think it's been very uh, patchy is a word that I heard someone describe mm. it as is it's been very patchwork and it's yeah, just not something that. we're used to. We're yeah. used to this linear thing and cohesion. Yeah. And MCU's not been patchworky and some people don't like it. I'm fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not angry. I, you yeah. know, I, I, I've been patchworking my whole life with DC <laughs> movies. So I, I understand. <laughs> like, but I at the it. same time, like, Shang Chi feels like so long ago. Like, oh, I know. Don't you feel like people have just kind of forgotten about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eternals. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not getting the you know building on everything. Yeah. Like so we would see they... Tony Stark all throughout. We would see references to Captain America here and there. That... You want to know what we don't have? We don't have a Coulson. Right, and Coulson. We had Coulson in every movie kind of building this thing up like that was the cohesion and now we don't have somebody that's in every movie that's like the old grandma that brings the family together yeah i mean (laughs) wong has been in a lot of stuff yeah wong has wong's the new colson right so moving on in some nerdly news now i know that juice is not really a first person shooter game guy but rev you might find this exciting uh, Nacon has released its first look at the new first-person shooter RoboCop Rogue City. Seeing mm-hmm. the return of the original actor to lend his likeness to the look of RoboCop. Wow. It will have its own story set after the events of the first movie. And Nacon is also working on a free-world Terminator game. Ooh, that's interesting. I know. I loved RoboCop yeah. as a kid. <laughs> wonder if like uh you'll be like your own person in the free world type thing i hope i hope you don't have to be john yeah hope you get to create your apocalyptic guy we're always big on created things as long as we get like our our look and our entrance and our pyro (laughs) can i make a confession sure you've been playing first person shooters (laughs) yeah no I've never seen RoboCop start to finish. Really? Really? Mm. That's something we'll have to remedy. <laughs> Better alive, you're coming with me. Like, yeah, I know who good. RoboCop is, yeah. and, like, I know he appeared in the WCW with Sting one time. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did, did a remake <laughs> of a couple years ago. I saw a little bit of that at the gym one time. <laughs> so That's my experience find, with RoboCop. I find it so hard to... Uh... Like pick and choose what to go back and revisit. I think you would like it because you're the type of person that would respect it. But it's so yeah. hard to get like anybody new, like to go back. Well, I, I can tell you what I would not tell someone to go back and watch. The Neverending Story does not hold up as it did <laughs> when we were kids. <laughs> I mistakenly a few months ago went back and watched the first one, and I thought this is not good. <laughs> this is well, guys not still not good. A, it's terrifying still always well, felt yeah. like that yeah it's like super creepy yeah it's it's still it's still got a mo- i think it's a thing that could be brought back redone with mm. our modern technology that's one that i'd actually say we should probably redo it because the premise is there in today's technology you could make it awesome yeah. you really could 
What, um, what else is something that you loved as a kid and thought was amazing that you've revisited, you know, in recent memory? And I, it was such a disappointment. It wasn't in recent memory, but it was a couple of years ago. I hopped up Brave Little Toaster so much and tried to get paid to watch that. And I remember watching that as a kid, like, so many times. And I, like, maybe 15 minutes into it, I was like, man, this just doesn't hit the same. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this is rough getting through it. Now Even she never trusts anything you say. Yeah, like dialogue and stuff was like super spacey. I was like, why do I even have like the attention span wasn't even there? Like, I don't see how I like latched onto that as a kid. And I was like, I, I got two. I got two for you. Okay. This was such a disappointment. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The movie? The show? Oh, the movie. The show. No, the movie. I, I, I've done that one recently. It was okay because it was a little yeah. different from the show, you know, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the I'm show, gonna, man. I've tried to watch the show. Oh, rough, man. And then my other one. Oh man, I forgot it. <gasps> it's that bad. Oh no, <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> yeah, I still. Quote oh no, okay. Movies. No, I know, I know what it is. Um, and and this wasn't really like a little kid. I'm gonna say 19 is still a kid, right? Yeah, we'll say 19 still a kid. Uh, the Repo Man Genetic Opera. Oh, no. Man, we loved that when we were like 19, 20 years old, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, we loved it so much. We had some a of cast. The, we were some of the music. The show. Some of the music is like still pretty good, right? But like some of it I went back and listened to, and then like I tried to watch it one time. Madeline's growing up. Speaking <laughs> of Terminator, <laughs> I hate that thing sometimes. I hate to hear that about power rangers the show though i mean i don't feel that way i've shown it to colton we power watched the, the series the original i haven't shown him any of the turbo yeah, or there's one that i'm scared to do so i have recently we got uh shredder's revenge and cash is like on a big turtles kick right okay. and i've showed him like the nickelodeon show he loves that showed him like all the cartoons and stuff but i'm really afraid to try to go back and watch because I think I would enjoy it like still, but I just don't think that would hit for him yet. He might be like, this is dumb, daddy. <laughs> this is not my turtles because his introduction to turtles is my pops on the wall, like my pop wall, and then Shredder's Revenge. He's okay. only ever seen them in action figure form and cartoon form. So, Well, if you could find the original cartoons, that might help. Yeah. That might help be a good buffer into the live action. <laughs> he loves Shredder's Revenge. Have y'all played it? Y'all got Xbox, right? Yeah, it's free. Is it, on the it's game free? Yeah, it's awesome. Is it multiplayer? It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a game we all three could play? Yes, we could. <laughs> it's a beat em up, old school beat em up. Oh, we could do that. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. So, moving on from that news, this is a sad one. This one actually was pretty sad for me. James Caan, the actor who made his mark on Hollywood through movies like The Godfather over the course of a more than 50-year career, has passed away at the age of 82. Now, where most people remember his amazing performance as Sonny in The Godfather, I still to this day cry when he dies in that movie. Today's generation will know him as Buddy the Elf's dad in Elf. That's a sad one. That's a sad one, man. James Conn is a phenomenal actor. Ugh. 
Yeah. Last little bit of news. Stranger Things season four has become the first English speaking show to pass a billion hours of stream time. And despite wow. season five being the last, the Duffers aren't stopping there. They are creating a new production company in Netflix called Upside Down Pictures, where they will make a Stranger Things spinoff, a Death Note live action television show, and begin working on more content, including, and not limited to, Juice, we're going to have to have an entire episode about casting this. The Duffer Brothers are set to create a stage adaptation of Netflix Stranger Things. Oh, my Lord. The duo comprising Matt and Ross Duffer announced a list of upcoming projects, including a stage version of Stranger wow. Things. The stage adaptation will be produced by multi-Tony award-winning and Oliver-winning Sonia Friedman with Tony and Oliver winner Stephen Daldry, who will also direct. Friedman and Daldry recently collaborated on a four-time Tony award-winning play, The Inheritance. Friedman's stage credits include Mean Girls, Harry Potter, The Cursed Child, and the upcoming revival of The Piano Lesson. A staged version. <laughs> a Broadway show. <laughs> now, obviously, it's interesting. you have to have a song <clears throat> uh, called King Steve. You have to have a song called King Steve. You have to have a song called The Upside Down. Or the flea and the acrobat. That's what I'd call it. You know what would be super interesting is the stage for the upside down. They could do some really cool things with that. With yeah, with a Broadway budget, there is no telling what they could do. Have like something that's like kind of where it flips almost. And if you speed this whole thing up, a lot of these kids were on Broadway before they were in Stranger Things. Gaten Maserato was on Broadway. Max was on Broadway. Eleven can sing. Mike can sing. They all can sing. So I'd be shocked if they didn't do some sort of like. But is it going to week? Is it only? Is it going to be a musical though? I don't know. They just said okay. a stage version as of right now. Probably just a play, to be honest. But you know, doing stuff upside down like that didn't work out so good for Spider Man. So I hope they figure out a more creative <laughs> way to do it, like something with mirrors or something i hope so yeah yeah oh that's uh, stranger things even though next season's its last season it is not slowing down be that's interesting crazy, to see wonder, what the spinoff is yeah that's what i was fixing to say i wonder if it'll like continue or like go backwards on like some characters or like, well i know, know that season five will be heavily influenced by what the upside down is mm-hmm. like yeah, we don't technically know yeah. really we just know that it's stuck in 1983 for some reason. Mm-hmm. So interesting. it'll be interesting. I sadly have still not seen the last episode. Um, Tragedy, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this me is and so Madison, painful. I know. I know. But me and Madison have, have agreed that we will never do this again with my family. <laughs> We will never. So angry with them. We will never. Because since we started Stranger Things, they have now been out of the state the last like three weeks. 
now they're in, they've been in Minnesota this week and, and and Iowa and seeing all this stuff the week before they were in Maine and Rhode Island and, and New York and and all this stuff and I was like <laughs> it's like well a few reasons one I have to stay off social media to a pretty big extent because everyone's talking about it right now two I have an up-to-date pop culture podcast. Like, I can't just not watch what's current event. Like, the biggest thing the that's biggest happening. The biggest thing going right now. I can't just not watch it. I'm so behind. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I just heard from a podcast. They've got a billion hours. Yeah. It's no time. You need to get on it. I know. Uh, and it's still, like, the most talked about thing I feel like on all the social media stuff oh, that yeah. I'm seeing all the memes and all the references and yeah, stuff like that. Memes. Yeah. How are you staying away from the memes? I, I, the only meme I've seen uh, is of uh, Vecna in his makeup trailer with a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the, uh, like the sped up video of him getting his uh, yes. set up? That's pretty cool. Yes. It's really cool. I, we are finishing it. In a few days, and then we'll, we'll do a whole episode. Ah! We'll talk about it. We'll do a whole comprehensive <laughs> episode, and it'll, it'll be great. And I'm just, I'm I like my legs shaking right now under the, under this screen because I'm getting anxious, not knowing what happens. So that is the end of your nerdly news. We're going to step away and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're talking about the amazingness that is season three of The Boys. The Boys. The yeah. Boys. Stop, boys. When 30 and 30 podcast returns. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award-winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our King Snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey. Our local favorite vodka, and even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice. Whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind the scenes features, new deals, and our always fan favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now, we do have two locations here in Sevierville one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Great. 
Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. And I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the fictional battle podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thebuildsman.com. Told me everybody's fly. DJ's spinning. I said, my, my. Flash is fast. Flash is cool. Francois Sabah. Flash ain't no dude. And you don't stop. Sure shot. Go out to the parking lot. And you get in your car. And you drive real far. And you drive all night. Then you see a light. Comes right down. and lands on the ground. And out comes And we're back. Nerds and Nerdettes. And we're here to talk about season three of The Boys. The boys, hey, listen, I, I just want to point out, I have been saying since season one of 30 and Nerdy, if you haven't seen The Boys, do yourself a big favor. Go watch The Boys, okay? Yeah. Go watch it. Right now, uh, immediately. I, I haven't seen, honestly, in our, our 15 years of friendship, I honestly haven't seen you as high on something as you are The Boys. Yeah, I mean, and that's Marvel, DC, Umbrella Academy, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. But the way you are about the boys, like I, I haven't seen it. It's it's and it's great. I mean, I, I I like the boys. Juice truly loves this show. I love the boys. He can't get enough of it. Yeah. And we're here to talk about season three, a <laughs> literal mind blowing season. Didn't think they could top season one. They did with season two. Didn't think they could top season two. They have with season three. God knows where we're going to go next season with four. Um, and just to be clear and 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 talk about this now, have you seen who Kripke wants to bring in for season four, Rev? He wants a bit of a reunion. He is in talks with both Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Jared Padalecki to come into season four of the boys. At what part? Nobody knows. They could be in one scene with Soldier Boy. <laughs> and. Yeah. All the supernatural nerds all over the world would be like, ah! just for <laughs> well, that he one fits moment. That like his personality and how his acting style is fits that show absolutely perfect. Wow. And uh, uh, Watchmen, he's already in that. Like he has mm-hmm. that like dark vibe. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's Negan. He's great, and mm-hmm. and those those roles. Jerry so would be like super curious though what they would do with him. Jared could I would like to see him not, like he, not be, a, like not be a soup. I don't want him to be a soup. Yeah. But I also don't think he should be part of the boys. I think he should be like he should be like a conspiracy Bob, type guy. He should be Bob Singer's PA. Oh, that'd be cool. Like it. Because right did you notice that that his name is Bob Singer? Yeah, <laughs> in the boys, and he's Bob Singer in Supernatural too. Yeah, it's like it's well, an alternate reality where he wasn't a hunter; he become a politician, a dirty politician. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be funny if he was like a a, a pencil pusher for Bob Singer. Speech writer. Mm. And they could even say like, "Where did you go to school, Stanford?" <gasps> <laughs> Sam went to Stanford. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, I can't say enough about this season, man. I mean, it was just mind blowing. I mean, the addition of Jensen Ackles, I knew would be good. 
I didn't know how good it would be. He killed it. It was mm-hmm. so good. Like he was. I wanted more. Like yeah. they used him quite a bit in this show, but like I was like, you give him more. It did take he, him a uh, while to show up, though. Yeah. Yeah, but once yep. we got him, it was like wide open, man. He yeah. was. He became a favorite fast for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and the fact that we didn't get him with Homelander until the last episode. We didn't even yeah, get well, that was a good the same room till the last episode. That was so such a good buildup. Uh, but uh, if if you're wondering where we left off, now Butcher is is gone straight. He's working for the government. He's not drinking anymore. He's not randomly killing soups. Uh, he is now working for the government under Hugh Campbell, <laughs> and this dynamic went so many different places throughout the whole season. Huey and Butcher's dynamic. Mm-hmm. It was like up and down and they were on the same page for a lot of the season. And that was kind of cool mm-hmm. because in the previous seasons, they were never on the same page. Um, I really liked the different pairings that we got. Like we even got a pairing of Annie and MM for quite a few mm-hmm. episodes. And that was really cool that they were like, we have to do this the right way, the straight and narrow. And seeing M.M.'s family dynamic and even the flashback of Annie as a kid mm-hmm. was also a cool dynamic to see. Um, what, were, what were some of your, your breakout performances, Juice, from, from some of the characters? Uh, obviously, we talked about Jensen Ackles. He just what a cool character. Like if if we were to do Star Wars today, like if Star Wars has never existed and we're doing the first Star Wars, he's my Han Solo right there. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I love Huey. I love Starlight. I think they're my two favorites. Uh, but I really grew such an affinity for Butcher this season. The whole episode where he got stuck in the nightmare and he relives those traumatic events with his younger brother and like the abuse of his father and then his uh, younger brother's suicide and like the blame and, and, and the guilt that he carries for that man really felt for Butcher, you know, and so and seeing him taking the the uh, temporary V stuff right and being a suit for a limited time was really cool. So I think. Overall, Butcher was my favorite story arc to watch, okay. yeah. you know, uh, but Jensen Ackles' favorite performance overall. I also really think that I, I think that it goes without saying that you could you could hand uh, Anthony Starr an Emmy for his oh, stuff as Homelander this season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Homelander's like performance for me this year, he just takes that like and runs with it, man. Makes it his yeah. own and just the turmoil that he's been going through and, like, the way he's kind of realizing he's in, like, a God mode and, like, the people it's kind of behind him. And that's just – he's a scary, like, scary dude. Yeah. I think you and I talked about this uh, when you and I did a show uh, a couple weeks ago, Logan. But, like, so Homelander this season reminds me a lot of like the way I felt about Joffrey in Game of Thrones, 
And you and I sort of talked about that a little bit, Logan, last time that we uh, we did a show together. Um, yeah. The hatred. You love to hate him, right? That's such that, that's a good villain, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm loving to hate Homelander. It's hard for an actor for me to, like, get invested into something and, like, genuinely be, like, concerned in every scene that he's in. So, like, if he's popping up with his son, you don't really know if he's like, hey, I'm going to rip your head off this time or if it's you know hey i'm just here to check on you he's in the room with you know starlight and you know he's kind of moving up on her fixing to like tear her apart and he's got the phone and then he backs up so it's like literally every scene he's in it's like a a two-faced coin flip whether it's going to be just yeah chaotic or if it's going to be like pr homelander i think i said that to you juice when we were watching the finale together is every scene he's in i'm on the edge thinking He's about to kill this person. Yep. <laughs> Whether it's, he, well, he did. And then he did. And you and I yeah. both kind of had a big like, <laughs> oh, no, you know, because <laughs> like, what the heck? He just he killed Noir. Uh, and that's his right hand. Like yeah. that, even he said he's like, Noir was better than all of you combined and is not even close. Yeah. And walks away. It's like, yeah. damn, he's going to do that to his right hand man, bro. And uh, how how smart was it? to give his backstory through the cartoons when he can't speak right so we get to see (laughs) like his thoughts through the little cartoon guys that was so smart i love that and i don't know if that's in the comics or not but that was whoever came up with that whole idea genius probably it it was it was brilliant and it was so (sighs) i've tried to think of the word since we watched it to describe it like not eerie but it's just so out there that entire thing like while we were watching i was just like i don't know how to feel about this like it's brilliant it's great Mm -hmm. but i'm like this is all in this poor guy's head yeah and you see half his like brain gets ripped off soldier boy like yeah (laughs) that's why he can't speak and that's why he sees cartoons and stuff yeah screw half a brain on it, were we talking T Mac? Uh, where you said that it would be a good spinoff, like that would be like a cartoon version of Soldier Boy, that'd be a super like cool spinoff. You just see their kind of come up in like cartoon form, just have like was, a show, uh, yeah, uh, like early, um, like the early days of Vought in cartoon form would be, would be that'd be pretty cool. Great, I think, I think a live action spinoff of uh. Soldier Boy's original team would be a good show. The payback? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get them all back together. And I mean, that and that was one of the most shocking. I think I told you this, Juice, is Lori Holden and the being in the cast as the Crimson uh Countess. Like I hadn't seen her since The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. And, I, and you know who I didn't know. That is who that is. What the hell? I just realized. <laughs> Right. And guess who else <laughs> totally flew under my radar, right? Gunpowder, like the sidekick. That's uh-huh. Sean Patrick Flannery, dude, from the Boondock Saints. Really? Yeah. That's Storman Reedus's brother in the Boondock Saints. He was gunpowder. Had Man. no idea. <laughs> that's crazy. That, yeah. Yeah. That flew under mine, too. Dang, that's crazy. Go that back and check scene. it out. That whole scene with gunpowder and butcher. Like yeah, that was great. Like the fact that the whole inner workings of that whole gun expo and 
the people and the videos they were showing and like just that whole interior of that that scene those scenes i was just like oh this is terrifying <laughs> cuz this kind of stuff happens literally in the town i work in like these yeah. expo things and like ugh, it's just a lot of a lot of the stuff this season really hit close to home it did a lot of not so subtle uh references to real life you know yes mm-hmm. so yes uh we'll, we'll keep it at that and yeah the addition of supersonic for the four episodes that he's in as a new member of the seven and Annie's oh. boyfriend <laughs> poor guy <laughs> um i thought that was i definitely did not see it going in that direction i thought they have an ally and honestly i thought that was uh how the show was going to go too they're going to get like this group together and then they're going to have like this epic battle with homelander and that did not go (laughs) as planned at all (laughs) but the the odds are even more stacked against them though think about Mm -hmm. infinity war man you know oh yeah everybody the heroes are, are defeated hope is lost Homelander, yeah. there's no sign of, uh, there's no way we can we can beat him. What's it gonna take? What are we gonna do? So yeah. the stakes are so high because mm-hmm. it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Huey's powers, like the nightcrawler <laughs> stuff? That was fun. I always, I think it's hilarious, and it's also a hilarious nod to every superhero in the Marvel and DC universe that can do that but they take their clothes with them. Right. <laughs> I think it's a hilarious addition that he doesn't. And I love that it led to the scene where he and Annie had the argument, like, and they're just standing there naked, naked. you know, having an argument. Um, that I, was a fun scene. I would have looked at the cameraman and be like, you had one job. And <laughs> one job. Eyes up here, pal. <laughs> like, like the cameraman had to be like, just keep the camera looking away. Just, I also really loved the the view that we get of the backstabbiness of the government aspect, because um, this, the, as we find out at the end of season two, the woman that can make people's heads explode, Newman, is Newman who we thought was an ally this entire time. And mm-hmm. in the opening of, of the season, Huey's working for her. And they're going to take down the soups the right way and regulate this thing. And they're supposed to be a certain way and we're going to keep them under our thumb. And, and, and it, it really gets you pumped. You're just like, wow, they've got the upper hand now. They've got Homelander on a leash. Oh, man, it's great. And... She's on our side. But at the end of the day, she's a politician. And she's backstabby. And so is our future president, probably Bobby Singer. <laughs> um, sorry, Bob Singer. I, I, I liked that aspect and also felt at times, though, that it got too much part of the story at some times. I just wanted to just get to the. You're talking about the pull into like real life. Yeah. 
yeah. the, the metaphor of yeah. Uh, yeah, I see. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I got the metaphors and I was it, on board with them, but I felt that they. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'll pick up what you mean on that. Yeah, I agree. But other than that, I mean, I think some of the the standout moments, um, for me, was the turn of the kid. The slow dissension ah. of Homelander's son. I know. In the beginning of the finale episode, when he was like, you know, come on, let's go, Dad. Or, you know, let's leave. I want to leave. I thought it was like, oh, he just wants Homelander to leave because he wants to save all those people, right? He just, he just wants to, he's just trying to appease him. Then in the end, he had that grin, you know, when all the mm-hmm. people were cheering and celebrating for him. And I was like, no. But I got to okay, say, I am wondering if Ryan isn't going to be the one who takes Homelander down. Mm. Think about like, there's so many father son relationships in this show, like Huey and his dad and butcher and his dad. It's like a theme all the time, Homelander. And like, you know, I was wishing he had a dad and then Ryan, like the remember when Ryan threw the baseball, like to nobody, that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a straight up reference to like a couple seasons ago when Homelander went to his old house or whatever that they would put on TV and he stood in the barn and he did that same thing. There's this theme of like father, son, father, son, father, son, right? Yeah. I think that he's going to eventually, you know, be good or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to take out Homelander and he's going to sort of, get the revenge that it'll be the justice, you know, for all the horrible things that he did to butcher's wife and all that, and all the torture and everything that he's caused everybody. And then of course, unfortunately, butcher's probably going to die unless they figure out a cure for his V, you know, yeah. they said something like he has like 14 months V 24 brain melting yeah. deal going yeah. on. I know uh, we're not exactly let, read up on the comics. The comics are ahead of the show, right? Yeah, that where they get their material. I'm under the impression that the comics are like done, aren't they? I think they're done. Well, uh, we're gonna find out. Oh, Google. So, <laughs> do the Google while he's looking that up. Uh, I thought the inclusion of this payback storyline of this, it, 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 you know, and Soldier Boy's whole thing is he's like the spoof of Captain America. If Captain mm-hmm. America was was bad or, or, you know, if it was commercialized or taken over by a marketing department or blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. it did also feel I loved the flashback. It did feel very much like the first Avenger movie, you know, Cap's Howling Commandos mm-hmm. and Soldier Boy's mm-hmm. Payback Group. It felt very much like that. And I really enjoyed that because it gives us that something to connect to like, oh, this is Captain America. It's almost like they're kind of doing a parody in a sense. Yeah. Like this show is not a parody, of course, but like it's like like a nod to it, a parody to it. Like this formula works and you you're familiar with it, you're used to it. So it sort of helps you connect, like you're saying. Um, speaking of uh, the boys, I have an answer here. The boys is completed. It ran from October 2006 to November 2012. 72 issues. So I don't know uh, how that's going to work out. I'm sure we'll see it play out. Um, uh, uh, The thing I love about the show 
is that it really does kind of answer that question. I think, from my personal opinion, is this is probably really what it would be like if superheroes were real. 100%. We wouldn't get Superman. (laughs) We wouldn't get Captain America. We would get these kind of egomaniacs because the most fake thing about the comic book world is that they're all great people. That's the most fake thing. Not that they have superpowers. That's not the fake part as much as it is that they're all good guys. Yeah, there's bad guys, but like you're telling me that the man of steel is a boy scout. That's the fake part. No, most likely in real life, he'd be Homelander. In real life, they would be taken over by the government or a big marketing firm or money. Their goodness is what makes them heroes, whereas the boys is basically saying there are no heroes. Yeah. And, and Butcher said that. I mean, there are no heroes. And also a performance that I think that we have, have shied away from in this season is Maeve. Yeah. Her, her story arc this season was, was great. I'm glad that she is still alive. Yes. And I'm excited to see what happens for her. Maybe she'll oh. just, you know what? Maybe this is the end of her story, though. And wouldn't you be okay with that, actually? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's well, she her power. Get out for a while. Yeah. Like everybody thinks that she's dead. She doesn't have her powers. She and her partner can like escape to wherever. No one will ever know that they're there. Well, Maybe and she's she, done. She and I'm satisfied the, uh, with that. She doesn't have the burden of being a hero now, though. Right. So, yeah. And boy, she's away from Homelander. Yeah. But yeah. is she going to be okay with that? Like, I mean, obviously, now without her powers, she can't take on Homelander. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dude, like, she was giving it to Homelander in that exactly. Insane. Is she going to be okay that it's not being done? You know. Yeah. I think that I would be the biggest heard. part of uh, Soldier Boy, like taking your powers away. Like, how do you deal? Because like uh, Frenchie and uh, what's her face, she wanted her powers. Miko. Miko, yeah, that was a fun uh, episode too. Like the musical episode with yeah. Miko That's and cool. Frenchie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was really cool. She also had great performance this season because the little bit that she got to do those fantasy-like moments, she hasn't spoken in the entire <laughs> series. And she's a talented actress. I mean, she conveys everything she has to convey is with her body because she can't speak. And I didn't realize that because Noir did that too. Two of them have no lines at all. That's like yeah. some of my favorite characters. Yeah. I mean, she does have lines, though. Just sign language, though. Yeah. They because she them. still has to emote, whereas Noir just stands there. <laughs> what I loved about Noir. I love in season one when uh, they're, he's doing the, like, it's early. Annie's just joined the seven. They're having a meeting and all that. And Homelander's talking about, like, you know, like, we're, we're falling in some places. You know, there are some things that we could be doing a lot better. Not you, Noir. You're doing great, buddy. And he just thumbs up. <laughs> and just goes back to drawing. Like, Rest in peace, that. Noir, man. I know, like what? I didn't see it coming. Uh, you love shows for the shock. 
it has proven the boys has definitely proven what a lot of shows lack in especially in this day and age is the grit to kill off main characters that's what lost me in the walking dead mm-hmm. the walking dead stopped being gutty the pace just became so slow for me man yeah and one day i'm gonna have to go back and see it through um it's on the list <laughs> Added to the list. What did, what did you guys think about like the uh, kind of the broken leftovers of the seven, like A Train, the Deep? I those. honestly thought A Train was going to come through for us this season. Mm. He had such a good arc to turn. He did, but he's afraid. Yeah, that's ultimately the. That thing. was brutal too when he grabbed that guy, struck <laughs> him down the road. Good he knew Lord. it was coming though. I yeah. cheered for it. I was like, "At a baby, racist dick." Yeah. You know, like I loved it. I hated what happened to his brother and their relationship. I hate that that's happened. His brother, who plays the Archangel Michael in Supernatural, um, <laughs> season five, episode 10, 35 season. minutes and 42 mm-hmm. seconds in. It's actually season 13. He shows up, but oh, excuse whatever. Me. The one person I think I can't stand the most in this show, though, is the deep. There's nothing about the deep, which I think that's the point of him, but totally unappealing, pathetic. Yeah, there is nothing about him redeemable that he's the spoof of Aquaman. I think that's the joke. I know it's like lame. He's just the fact that he just has like everyday casual conversations with like octopus and the fish that are in the tanks and stuff. And he's like in 90% of the time he sides with them too. It's like, no, it's fine. No, she'll come around. It's it's fine. The deep's purpose in this show is to be all the cringy moments. He's the cringy one of them show. Yes. From, from him with the gills, the girl (laughs) wanting to touch his gills and Ugh. the dolphin flying through the windshield and the <laughs> octopus and eating the octopus well, in season the, two. Oh yeah. So so you know, gross. Nobody likes the deep. Come on. Yeah. Nobody. Such a terrible character. That poor no, I mean, Homelander has had some pretty cringe moments too, like with the milk and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> what's her face coming to the barn? Um skip breakfast. Yeah, and he's just like <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, also, uh, a thing that I didn't see happening was early in this season, uh, Stormfront was still alive uh, mm. for a little bit until she killed herself. Juice, I think it was you that that <laughs> that when we were watching the finale gave this theory. And Rev, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> we found out that Soldier Boy is homelander's father mm-hmm. what if stormfront who went by liberty and created hero gasm with soldier boy is his mother oh god and we all know what they did in season two would this show not totally do that though like the shock factor the cringe the ooh, the all that stuff like this is right up their alley yeah I could see it on purpose because she's like, oh, and the the fact that she was she was so awful and terrible anyway. The fact of her like knowing it and being okay with them having a a 
relationship like that, I could totally see it. Yeah. Oh, I can completely see them doing that. I, I really, as disgusting as it sounds, I really <laughs> hope you're right. And we get that realization in season four and get to see just how much that screws Homelander up even more and <laughs> see how Anthony Starr portrays that. It, it is an he's opportunity a, for some deep acting. <laughs> he's going to pretty much, I think, burn down the world until he gets stopped at this point. Yeah. Like, where else can he go but just absolutely insane? Yeah. I mean. How did y'all feel about Soldier Boy, how he ended? I, I knew that they wouldn't kill him off. Yeah. Uh, I, it was very uh, Captain America-y slash Winter Soldier-y. His mm. – his, finish because obviously that didn't kill him and the fact that the so he's CIA, technically unkillable right like he's just like homelander supposed to be unkillable yeah. i and mean they can do like the pass out gas but they haven't found anything to kill him yet no did we get any resolution with mm and his whole deal with uh soldier boy um no not really any resolution uh, not, not an apology. Acceptance, though. He told. Did he accept it? He, he finally accept told with his daughter. He told his daughter. He yeah. said, "Look, this is a end, part of me. Said, Look, this is this is why I am. Okay, uh, okay. This is what happened to your grandfather? Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't see Homelander or not Homelander, uh, Soldier Boy, making it to the end of the show, to the end of the story." So like, um, what's his downfall going to be? Is it going to be something with MM or is that done with, or is it going to be Homelander conquering one more pillar, like one more thing to cement himself as the ultimate big bad before whatever happens with him? So like my thoughts on it is one of them, obviously uh, when this whole thing is, is over, the bad guy has to be conquered. Surely. That's how you end the show. Now, they have enough source material to carry him for a few more seasons, easily. Um, I, I hope they don't. I hope they wrap it up soon. Well, like, because, I say they'll go seven. Seven? Oh, that'd be brilliant. How, how much more can like, – how much farther can they keep topping what they're doing? Yeah. You know, at what point – is it like, okay, there's nothing else we can do for the shock factor, you know? And things are pretty serious with the whole mm-hmm. Homelander bot situation uh, and uh, tied yeah, up with the guy like running that, for president. Uh, I think it's going to wrap up soon. The Singer storyline is like not even started yet, though. The Singer storyline? Mm-hmm. That could introduce a whole new like wave of yeah. And that's true. That's well, true. and at the end, at the end of the day, the, the way I see it happening is. Just like Vince had to do with it, bringing in the NWO to kill his own creation. Mm-hmm. I think that Edgar has a contingency. Yeah, he has to, right? He just kind of like played off the incomparable Gene Carly Esposito, uh, who does phenomenally every time he's in anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has a contingency. Heads up, uh, just did a little Google search. An article on Screen Rant from October of 2020. Headline, The Boys Showrunner Has Plans for At Least Five Seasons. 
And that's what Kripke does. Because remember when I told you, Juice, is Kripke had five seasons planned for Supernatural, and then he left. He still helped produce it, but he said, I have five seasons to tell. That's what I'm going to do. But it didn't end after five seasons. It didn't end after five seasons, but mm-hmm. Kripke's big on five-season arcs. Most creators these days are. I mean, that's what the Duffers mm-hmm. said early on. They said, we have five seasons. We don't want to overstay our welcome, and we have five seasons planned. Yeah, and That's what most people, you go, if if you go into a networking-style meeting, like, uh back in the past there was this this thing that we were shopping around this reality show in fee hedrick and it was going to be about the performers of fee hedrick and i can't remember what the title was called but we had shot some stuff the performers and their significant others had shot some stuff for like pilot season and all that to shop around some sizzle reels and stuff and the, the executive producer that was working with us out of LA had said that, do you have a five season plan? Cause most people, when you come into the room, they want to see your five season plan, whether it's reality, whether it's drama, whether it's comedy, do you have a five season plan? Well, so, it makes sense to like see where you're going type deal. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the working blueprint for most places is five seasons. You might not get five seasons. We've we've Why seen more? shows like Sabrina, the newest Sabrina didn't last five seasons. It, it it that's just that's just how it happens. So I mean five seasons, that's still there's still two more seasons left to do a whole lot of mind-blowing stuff, turns and twists, kill more main characters off, and shock the world. Um, and we haven't so, really even talked about what drove this entire season. One word. Herogasm. <laughs> wow. The the penultimate name that everyone was waiting to see this season because everyone knew what Herogasm was, especially after the show started and people started reading and researching these comics and stuff like that. What were your thoughts? Uh, I just want to share with everyone the uh, advisory at the beginning of that episode, right? Because I I took a picture of it and shared it with you gentlemen. Some scenes may not be suitable for some, really most, let's be honest, all viewers. But rest assured that any consensual relationships depicted, be they human, animal, superhero, or other, aren't real, harmed no one, and in fact, cost a hilariously large amount in visual effects. What a disclaimer. <laughs> a disclaimer that never in my life that I think I would see before a television show. Not, not once. <laughs> but uh, I watched it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I watched it anyway. Um, that's how much I pay attention to disclaimers. Um, yeah. And I'll never make toast in the bathtub again. <laughs> it shocked me. It was mind-boggling. But honestly... I thought it was more tame than I expected it. That, I, I didn't. Know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I was, I was expecting, the way people were talking. I was like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I felt it was like decently tame for like the height. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, it was fun. It was definitely fun. A lot of it was laughs. Like a, 
a lot of laughing moments. And we had the return of uh, Ant-Man after his encounter with the uh, man's uh, urethra. Urethra. Yes. yes. Um, we, we got his return. We got the, the hosts, the twins from Payback, the fraternal twin superheroes that dynamite are, boy and girl or something that like that spoof mm-hmm. on the wonder twins i guess is what they're a spoof on and we got the the the, the gentleman Tom- right the door um, with his uh saiyan tail pretty much <laughs> that that uh he could control maybe couldn't control um the second <laughs> he opened the door it glanced the face of mother's milk it was like it was like the the sandworm and Beetlejuice <laughs> just, just leaped out and had like a little mouth and everything. It was like in Bruno, Josh. <laughs> the, the singing urethra. No. But personally, I I I, I mean it was shocking, but I don't know. I, I felt like it was still kind of tame. What I mean, we're I, the generation that uh, grew up with scary movies as well, so we've seen like her get stuck to the wall with that. So it's yeah. not like, yeah, when all that blew out of the door onto Mother's Milk, I was like, I've seen that gag. Yeah. <laughs> scary movie one. Yeah, I was yeah. like, we've seen that. Um, but but maybe it, we're just too desensitized because we're the jackass generation. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's probably true. Some other generations might have seen it and been like, oh, God, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. You watch this smut? <laughs> this poop, your poop mouth. It was well done, though, if if something like that can be well done or not well done. I thought it was <laughs> it was it was done safe enough, but still yeah, very outlandish. That- I think you could describe the boys as like glorious chaos all the way through. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So way uh, too early predictions. Like, how do you end it? How would you all end it? I gave you mine. I think that Ryan kills Homelander. Mm-hmm. Justice for his mother. And no. and uh, Butcher. Yeah. You think uh, we have all our mains survive? No. No, I, I don't know who, but I, I really maybe maybe Frenchie. I really doesn't make it. I really, but I really want Frenchie and Kamiko to have their happy ending. Yeah, I do too. I could see, gotta have you gotta have some heartbreak in there somewhere, you know. I yeah. could see Mother's Milk dying. I could see. I could see that. I could see Annie dying and breaking. I was gonna Annie. say that. I could see that too, and like, but I. I kind of want her to like be cured somehow and like just her and Huey go off and live a normal life. But you know what I didn't know um, about her powers? I didn't know it was the amount of electricity and light around her that she absorbs. Like in that mm-hmm. episode, I thought she just like made it like kind of made everything kind of go crazy when she used her powers. I didn't realize she had to absorb it. Yeah. When Huey pulled that move, that was like every tech guy's dream. Like, <laughs> He was just like, I got it. And, and gave her all this power to where she actually flew. Um, yeah. It was very much like a, a, a Magneto feeling. Felt mm-hmm. very much like Magneto pulling together all this power to fly. By uh, the way, uh, 
the guy who answered the door at the mansion in the Herogasm episode? Yeah. His name was Love Sausage. <laughs> Love. Just wanted, just wanted to clear that up for everyone. For everyone who was wondering. OLS. <laughs> uh, an apt name. An apt name for, for the gentleman at the door. The way I end it is Edgar gets his revenge by possibly giving Butcher the tools he needs. Mm. But it takes Butcher's life. Taking mm-hmm. down Homelander kills Butcher in the process. Because, I mean, I think that's pretty telling what they said to mm. each other is they have this agreement that, you know, scorched earth. It's going to be scorched earth Yeah, when we fight. Well, and he's the reason that, like, the whole storyline kind of started. Butcher yeah. trying to take everything down. So that wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, I, I think it has to end with Homelander and Butcher in a final fight. And both of them die in the process. But I think Edgar gives them the tools they need because Edgar's not an idiot. He's, you know, they started creating these starting with Soldier Boy, but Edgar would always have a contingency if somebody got two out of hand. It's like the Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Know how to kill everyone, even the heroes, in case something goes wrong. So do you end it like Homelander's dead on the ground and then you just pan out, and then you just walk away? Or is Vought still up? Like, is that like realm of things that still exist? I think that I would, <laughs> I would end it happily in a negative way. And by that, I mean, yes, Homelander dies and like Vought's brought down to the ground. But at the end of the day, it's a vicious circle. Someone will pick up the pieces. There's still yeah. too many soups out there. They can't just kill all the soups. Like uh, Ryan would uh, come in and be like, he's our leader now and then he goes in and then starts doing the milk thing and being weird <laughs> with the evil smile. Like it's the younger generation of soups <laughs> that are going to change the way the game. Yeah. But be they're still better. corrupted. Be better than what the seven were. But if Vought goes down, there won't be any more soups. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe Ryan's mentality will be kind of like Luke and uh, Last Jedi. Uh, the Jedi should die or put an end to it. Yeah. Put an end to it. Like we're Ryan, better off. We're better off without us. Yeah. So let's bring the whole thing down. I don't know how you end it, but that's always my biggest like fear of shows. Like, will it end well? Like it's been such a good ride. Like, do we keep going up the roller coaster and we're just inevitably gonna drop back down to earth? Or are we just Take off and fly. In so hard to end. So hard to end things. So hard. It's hard to end things. It is. I mean, we've been plagued with some pretty bad endings to shows, to movie franchises. But we've also gotten some really good ones, too. And I think Kripke and this group. If anybody could do it, it's them. I think they got a handle on it. I do. So rating wise, what, what are we giving it? You want to do one out of ten? Oh, I uh, approval on this season. Well, I definitely approve of it for sure. 
It's, it's my it's the my favorite season. season. Yeah, it's the best season. And typically, I would I'm always the person to say you can't beat a season one. Yeah, but man, this keep going up. Good, and I will rewatch it. I didn't I didn't jump into rewatching season two the way Same. I was season three. Same. Mm-hmm. Instead of a one at uh between a one and a ten, can I give it just an A plus? A plus. Yeah. A plus. I agree. Uh, there's nothing in this season that I, I could break down and be like, yeah, I wish they would take this out because it just doesn't fit. Like it, it feels like so well oiled. There's nothing that's yeah. nothing I don't like about it. Yep. Yeah. So what did you all think, nerds and nerdettes? Did you like it? Was it too much for you? Did you stop watching halfway through because they just blew your mind too much and you just couldn't watch it again? Let yeah, us know. Or was it a little too, or was it a little too meta for you? <laughs> it was very meta. Because because uh, we haven't even discussed how meta that last scene was. The Homelander rally. Yeah. All the way down to an idiot wearing a bison outfit. Painted up like a shaman. <laughs> it was very hit to home meta. And uh, not such a subtle metaphor. Nope, not subtle at all. Uh, and I, I had feelings about it, the same feelings I had about January 6th. I was scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this is just going to empower some nut jobs even more. <laughs> um, Look in his eyes at the end, man. He's like, I can do anything. <laughs> It's terrifying, and, and it's going to be ultimately terrifying to see where Homelander is in season four after pretty much giving a pass. And I thought it was also very brilliant to have it be her stepdad, the one that M.M. punched at the end to start the yeah. cheer. Yeah. Even though he's just seen Homelander destroy a guy in protest well he wants yeah. to feel empowered you know after what happened to him so yeah of course yeah, he's, he's like a uh like a leader of something in cedar uh, season four like he just gets like that changes his life he's like oh, this is what my purpose is and he's like Minion. i i fully intend in season four there will be like a a certain color or symbol that people wear in support of Homelander. Yeah. And it will be very swastika-like. I I, I bet they'll be like either on their arms or a hat they wear. It'll be very much like make soups great again or something like that. I think that definitely M.M.'s uh, wife is going to leave that dude and go back to M.M. Oh, yeah. Or I hope anyway. I hope, you know, you hope that all of your favorite characters get happy endings, but yeah. they don't always. And it honestly yeah, makes yeah. it makes it it makes good television. Sadness does. It really does. So I don't think our all of our boys survive. If they end it with five, but I hope they go down fighting. Oh, they will. And I hope it's great. I hope they end it well. But that's all we have to say about the hashtag movie. save butcher. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a body count for this season? 
a lot and a oh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. We need to I don't I don't think they season. I don't think they out body counted season two though. Because season two also had the entire courtroom's heads exploding. I don't yeah. think that season three had that many body count compared to that. But why don't we figure that out real quick? Body count, a body count of season three of the boys. So wow. uh, we we have we have done some digging. The juice, the teacher that he is, has found the numbers. Uh, body count for season three. Where are we at? Uh, how about I give you the body count from season one to and that'd be great. All that'd right. Great. So uh, season one. 198. Hmm. Season two, you're never going to believe this. Take Three, a guess. 300. Logan? I don't know. The way that you made it sounds like super high. I'm going to say uh, um, $1 juice. <laughs> 128. Really? Far, far less. Dang. 70 less. Wow. Season three, can we get like a drum roll or something? That'll work. 198 tied with season one. Now, I also, for our convenience, uh, have the list of characters with their kill counts. Uh, how about we do the top five? Top five kill counts. So you want to throw some guesses out? Well, I think, Homeland, I think Homelander's got to be number one. Homelander is number one with 176 kills. Dang. Butcher, obviously. Butcher is not in the top five. Noir. What? Butcher is number six with 17. Dang. Noir. He's only got 17 bodies in this whole... Noir is is not in the top five. He is number seven with 11 kills. So it has to be... uh, What's-her-face? Mind popper. Victoria Newman is number five in the top five with 19 kills. So you've guessed number one and number five. You've got two, three, and four. Stormfront. Stormfront is number two with 68 kills. Dang. Most Mm -hmm. of them are minorities. So we got three and four now. Uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is number three with 41 kills. Nice. Who's number four? Not A train, is it? Probably not A train. He's got it's a little not. Um, it's not noir. It's not A train. Does the plane count as Mave? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mave uh, is number eight with eight kills. Uh, number four. Is it Huey? It's not Huey. Oh, is it? No, 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 no. Kamiko. Yes, oh, it yeah. is with twenty-one kills. Huey is 11 with five kills. Uh, I mean, God, yeah, she like literally destroyed that whole entire room there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love Sausage is number 23 with one kill. <laughs> I wonder what Ant Man's counting everybody in the bedroom. Ant Man's hey. kill count is one, also. On <laughs> accident. Allegedly. So that is our discussion on The Boys Season 3. Thank you for tuning in. We've talked a lot about it. We want to hear from you. 
Uh, do not forget if you are in the area, August 5th through 7th, Fanboy Expo. And also within the next week or so, fun thing we get to do is we get to talk with the promoter of Fanboy Expo. He's going to come on the show. Uh, he is actually based in Vegas. So we're just working with his uh, right hand right now on a time because they're three hours behind us in the past. So, uh, yeah, we get to talk back in time to the promoter in Vegas. Then we're going to go back to the future. Yeah. Uh, but we're really looking forward to it. We're excited. We're all three going to be there. Come talk to us. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of stuff to give out and uh, come just come talk nerd chop with us. We love to do it. And we're going to cosplay one day. We'll decide what that is. And uh, we hope to see you there. And anything that we have said that may upset you in this episode, send all of your hate tweets to at NerdyJD1. We, uh, we, we like to tell the truth, Yeah. right? That's sure. why they called me Homelander. Yeah. I'm honest. And I say what you don't want to hear. Yeah. So he's, bring it on. He's, he's a heel. <laughs> all right, nerds and nerdettes, stay classy, stay kind to one another, and most important, stay kind to yourself. Much love, Rev. Thank you for joining in on the episode. Can't wait, to, can't wait till you get up here and we get to have a bro weekend. Mm. It's going to be so nice. It's going to be so nice. We talk about it twice. Yeah. And maybe even three times. Maybe even thrice. 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 All right. Cheers to you, nerds. <laughs>